Our Old Testament reading for today is taken from the book of Psalms, Psalm 126, found in your pew Bible at page 572. A Song of Ascents. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the watercourses in the Nageb. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. He that goes forth weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. This is the word of the Lord. Our second lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of John, and Jesus is traveling toward Jerusalem, and when we reach our story today, Jesus is in the town of Bethany, the small town just outside of Jerusalem. Jesus has come very, very close to the moments in which he will challenge the leaders of the temple. It is very, very close to the time and the hour of his death. And we look toward the death, and even now we look toward the resurrection. Let us listen to the word of God as it comes to us from the 12th chapter of the Gospel of John. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the home of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. There they gave a dinner for him. Martha served, and Lazarus was one of those at the table with him. Mary took a pound of costly perfume made of pure nard and anointed Jesus' feet and wiped them with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, the one who was about to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and the money given to the poor? He said this, not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. He kept the common purse and used to steal what was put into it. Jesus said, Leave her alone. She bought it so that she might keep it for the day of my burial. You always have the poor with me, with you, but you do not always have me. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy God, you come to be with us. You come and you walk with us. And we pray that we may truly welcome you at our table. We pray that as we sit together, we may hear your word. Your word spoken over all other words, 
all other voices through it all help us to hear you speak to us now for your servants are listening and may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight our strength and our redeemer amen one has to wonder what Martha was thinking when Mary poured an entire jar of oil all over the floor. Remember, this is Mary and Martha, of the Mary and Martha. Martha, the one who cooks and cleans and takes care of all of the hospitality. And Mary, the one who sits by Jesus' feet when... Martha certainly thinks that she should be up helping her. And what is Mary doing now? This time it is a pound, a year's salary worth of perfumed oil, ointment, poured out all over Jesus' feet and the floor. Maybe it wasn't the perfume as much as it was the hair. Mary had taken down her hair in front of all of those men and was there on her knees wiping Jesus' feet. It was just so intimate. What was Lazarus thinking? It was when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead that the authorities in power started to find a way to kill him. Raising Lazarus from the dead made Jesus a very dangerous person because, as they said, everyone was going to believe in him. And not just believe in him, but believe him. Believe him that lepers could be clean and that women could be disciples. Believe him that you really could feed the poor. And tax collectors could have a change of heart and give back all the money that they had extorted from the people. They believed, Jesus, that some of the old rules and ordinances and the laws could truly be oppressive and that they were wrong. Jesus was breaking down the walls that kept people in their place. And this made him very dangerous to those in power. The authorities in Bethany basically said, you come back here and we will kill you. And Jesus is back in Bethany. What must Lazarus have been thinking that one would risk his life by raising him from the dead. What was Mary thinking? Does she know that this will be the last time that she will be with Jesus? And Judas? If he had truly been concerned for the poor, we might have been tempted to scold Mary for her wastefulness. 
We wonder, or we might wonder, how much a year's worth of our salary might have provided for health care or assistance with low-income housing or a whole herd of cows and sheep and goats from the Heifer Project there running all around the house with Mary and Martha and the disciples. When we follow our heart and the promptings of the Holy Spirit to love and serve one another in bold ways, we may open ourselves to ridicule, misunderstanding, and rejection. To serve the God of love can be very costly. To serve the public or serve in any capacity in which we are working for the common good and truly believe that we are working for the common good, it is and can be very costly. We watch presidents' hair gray almost by the week. Through their terms of service, they didn't start out that way. We could have the before and after pictures, and we might not recognize the people. Surely Bob Portman's change stand on same-sex unions, that senator from the very conservative state of Ohio, his change of heart on same-sex unions will surely cost him votes, and it maybe cost him his career. It will gain him his son. And we are fascinated by the new pope, the old pope resigning, the conclave, all of the cardinals going into the Sistine Chapel and whispering with each other, and then the white smoke appearing, an announcement on the office door, someone knocking. We have a new pope. We have a new pope. Even in the Presbyterian church, we are excited about the white smoke and having a new pope. A knock on the door came a few moments later. He's from Argentina. That's right, right? Yes. We are excited about that new pope, Pope St. Francis, and we hope that he will live up to his name as a truly humble servant of the poor. And we all thank God that we are not him. Serving God, the God of justice and love, costs time, it costs energy. Sometimes we get so excited and so committed we may give a year's worth of our salary. We may take risks. We may give up some of our comforts and our ways in which we thought the world was. I remember serving the poor on the streets of New York City with young people and how we went out, and all of a sudden, we saw cardboard boxes in an entirely new way. For the card box, cardboard boxes came out at night, and they were the cities and the homes of the poor. 
And after that, we could never see the streets and the buildings of Manhattan the same ever again because we knew on those street corners and up against that building at night there would be a cardboard box in that day and someone would be living there. Service to the God of love can be difficult and hard and costly. But we must remember that Jesus loves us more boldly, more costly. Jesus knows what's in our hearts and defends our efforts to love as he has loved. That day and that hour at the dining room table, it is not about the poor. It is not about the money. It is about saying goodbye to Jesus. And Mary pours out all of her love, all of her devotion, all of her heart, all that is precious to her. She gives to honor the one who has accepted her at his feet as a disciple. The one whose feet walked for three days to raise her brother from the dead who has come to see her and allow her to do something good and wonderful for him. So what did Jesus think about the whole matter? Well, we know that Jesus defended Mary. But Jesus was also so moved by what Mary did that six days later, he would command his disciples to do the very same thing. For Jesus took a bowl of water and a towel and he put it around his neck. And after dinner, he went and he kneeled at his disciples' feet and he washed each one's feet. And he said to them, you must wash each other's feet. You must be down on your knees in humble service to one another. He gave them the commandment, you shall love one another as I have loved you. Jesus saw in Mary's act a supreme act of love and service. He saw in her serving him what it means to love. And he commanded those disciples and all of us to humble service at one another's feet. Being called to serve God is not only costly, but it is a tremendous gift worth more than it costs. It is one of the last gifts that Jesus will give us outside of his death and resurrection. This gift of service, this gift of laboring a child into the world and then being able to kiss its feet and the toes and make that baby laugh. I know about a foot ministry for the homeless in which people gathered and welcomed the homeless in and put them in a chair with a bowl of water and 
a scrub brush and towels at their feet and took off the shoes and peeled back the socks and soaked those feet in soap and water and took a brush and then clipped the toenails and rubbed the ointment into those hard, cracked soles to bring comfort and then put on clean socks and new shoes. A little bit of service. I also know a good friend who serves a congregation in Austin, New York, and it is a congregation that has a Spanish-speaking congregation and an English-speaking congregation, and they are very different. The economic circumstances are quite different. And so one day, they decided that they would have a spa ministry because there were some ladies in the church who only got to wash other people's feet. And there were some women in the church who always paid other women to tend to their feet. But this day, it was reversed. And the women who never got their feet washed and toenails trimmed by someone else and toes painted were served by the women who had always gotten it. And they did it all to each other. And the Spanish and the English congregation came and they laughed. And it was a Jesus moment. We learn in our pastoral care training to be very careful with people in the hospital. We all want to sit on the edge of the bed and rub a shoulder, but they remind us to take care because that just may cause somebody more pain. And they say that oftentimes you can help a loved one care for their husband or mother or father or grandfather by tending to the feet, by taking the carry lotion and holding that dear one's feet and soothing some of the pain away and honoring that person in love. Today, we all are called to receive the gift of service. We are all called to allow God's love and compassion to be poured into us and out of us and through us as lavishly as Mary's perfumed ointment was poured upon Jesus' feet. In this, there is great life to do what Mary did, to pour out our love onto one another in humble service to our God. Amen.